So tonight, while you're seated, you can be uh, opening your Bibles to James chapter 1. We're going to read two verses. Tonight, as you're opening your Bible, we're going to talk about sin. You say, well, you know, that, that, that's something that it don't get talked about a lot, and, and you know, it's a, a sensitive subject, and, and I'm not... We're not going to, to dissect the, the, the causes of sin. And we're not going to lay out tonight everything that everybody does that is sin. Because we know that. Whether we be young person or elderly person. And everybody in the middle, we understand what it is and what sin is. We don't need a, a laundry list of of, of what is wrong in the sight of God. We know that, amen? And especially, I, I believe, here tonight, we, we know what is wrong. So we're not going there. Tonight, we're going to look at sin and the serpent's grip tonight. Because here's what I know. Sin plays a part in all of our lives. In all that we do, because of the, 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 the flaw of man, we live a life battling sin. We fight urges. We fight ourselves sometimes. We understand sin. We understand that because of sin, the crucifixion was necessary. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. We understand that sin started with an evil one. And many times in Scripture and, and many times as, as you read that evil one is, is referred to as a snake or, or as the serpent or, or even as the dragon in, in, in some books and in some translations. So tonight, we're going to look at the serpent's grip and what it has to do with sin. James chapter 1, verses 14 through 15. This is coming out of the New Living Translation. And let me, let me tell you that... that, that 14 and 15, this is, is right after James 1.13 whenever uh, where it's told that, that God does not tempt. That no temptation comes from God because God is not evil. And so let's look at temptation. The Bible says this. It says temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when we sin... And when we sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. Now I want you to hear me just real quick. We're not going to go long tonight, but I want you to hear me. When we talk about temptation and when we talk about sin tonight, get this. Sin, temptation, can I just be transparent 
and say, my temptations come from desires in my life. Whenever I get mad and, and I get upset or, or I get angry or, or I get hurt, there's nobody making me. Nobody making me lash out at somebody. Tim Tebow, which in my opinion is, is one of the, the most underrated quarterbacks, not in the NFL, but he, he, he works with Chick-fil-A and some leadership uh, stuff. And, and during a leader cast we was at one time, we, we, we heard him, he gave a quote and he said this. He said, everybody in the NFL, that they couldn't stand him and, and they got mad at him sometimes because when he would talk about the game of football, he would say, you know what, that's just a game. So that's not my life. So that's just a game. That's just something I do and I enjoy. And all these hardcore football players, they would get mad and they would get upset. So this is our livelihood. This is our life. How is it, how is it just a game to you? And the person interviewing said, said, Tim, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with people who like to, to bash you because of, of what you believe and, and, and like to, to come down on you for, for what you say and, and for the convictions that you hold? And I'll never forget, I, I love what he said. He said, I am only responsible for what I do. He said, and I can only be upset about what I am responsible for. See, you can hate me. And you might. But that is no reason for me to get upset because it's not how you feel about me that I'm held accountable for when this whole thing is over. Yeah? It's how I feel about you. Whenever I stand before the throne of God and He reminds me of, of that little message of Jesus Christ when He said, they said thou shalt not murder, but I say if you harbor hate in your heart, you've already murdered them. Sin. Temptation. Now, here's where we're going tonight. I did some looking on the internet. It's a dangerous place sometimes. But in, in praying and, 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 and wanting to spend some time on, on sin and and on the church, and, and on us, I have found what I believe is... I'm going to try not to make anybody mad, okay? So, first let me say, I'm not saying that the Pulaski Church of God is sinful. Okay? I'm not saying that you are sinful. I'm just saying what I feel like God wants you to hear tonight. So I have found a picture that, that, that I believe that God believes is probably the most accurate depiction of churches, of congregation, of Americans, and of America. Go ahead and show that. Now, if the detail in our projector is not giving you the idea. Let me explain this to you real fast. What you see before you is a snake who is in the process of eating a kangaroo. And I, I don't have all, I found the, the, the whole process and it's, it's pretty amazing actually. 
But where we're at tonight is right there where that poor kangaroo is. You see what's happened? Is that snake or that sin, it don't have it completely ingested. That's not where we're going. I don't think that's where God wants us tonight. I think that we need to wake up and realize and maybe just have some self-honesty that most of America, most of us, most of our churches, sin has got a grip on us. See, what's happened here is, is that poor kangaroo maybe was just minding his own business, was just hopping along, And then before he knew it, the snake had a hold of him. And anybody here that's dealt with anything, you know and I know that it happens that quickly. And maybe you're here tonight and, and God wanted you to, to, to realize and to say, you know what, maybe that's me. And, and, and whether it be my attitude, whether it be my actions, whether, whether it be my, my person, whatever it is, maybe you need to realize tonight, maybe we need to realize tonight that sin has started to, to just grab onto you tonight. That, that, that serpent has started to, to just sink its teeth into you. And we can look in the Bible and see what happens whenever, whenever the serpent, whenever sin grabs hold and, and, and starts to work. You, you look at the story of Lot. Whenever Lot first it started, I believe the snake sunk its teeth in whenever he had to constantly look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Whenever it was time to, to camp and, and he always set his tents facing that vulgar city. I believe then that's the point that the snake had hold of him. I believe with David when, when he was on the roof and, and, and it's sad that, that such, a, such a great ministry and, and such a great man of God so many times... This is the sermon that, that comes out of, of that is, is whenever he was on the roof and, and he was where he wasn't supposed to be and he was looking at things he wasn't supposed to and, and instead of turning away, in that moment, in that instance is when the snake grabbed hold of him. Is when sin, when his temptation gave birth and that sin had, had, had gripped onto him. And what he did from that point determined how much he was swallowed up. So I want you to hear me tonight. And I want you to get this. Because every one of us, every single day, battle this urge and this temptation that leads to sin. We know that because the Bible tells us to, to take up our cross daily. That we die daily with Christ. That He lives, not only that we live, but He lives within us. 
When you look at the snake, and you look at sin, and you look at what happens, and we all know this, and I really feel like, you know, I'm kind of preaching to the choir tonight. Because I have been so engulfed in my life. But I know what it's like to, to, to have the, the, the serpent snap on and then slowly start to, 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 to take hold of me. Take hold of all of me. But I want to notice some things real quick, and this is just some stuff that, that, that comes from, from National Geographic. Most snakes, when they attack constrictors like this, whenever they start to feed, you know where they feed first? They, they try to, to take the, the head of the animal, of the victim. They, they try to, to swallow it head first most of the time because most animals, that, that's as, as wide as they have to expand their, their jaws and they go ahead and get it out of the way. But here's what I believe. I, I believe that it's a spiritual thing because once sin is, is in your head, once it has control of this, once you're convinced that they all hate you, or you're convinced that you'll never be forgiven of that, once you're convinced that, 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 that it's all because of something wrong you've done, or, or it's all because of you, or, or it, once you're convinced sin and the serpent's grip, most Especially constrictors, what they do is, is, is they, they like to, to squeeze and, and they like to wrap around you. And can I tell you that sin is the exact same way? Because what's it do? First of all, even those of you that, that had a great author experience this morning, I would almost guarantee... As soon as you left the, the, the safety of this sanctuary, you heard a little voice in here that said, no. I've been working with students long enough. I, I've, I've been in the experience long enough to know that whenever God moves, there's always that little voice right here that says, you know what, Jeremy? It doesn't matter what they said. You know what? It, it, it doesn't matter. Because you're still this. As our drama team comes up, they're, they're going to prepare a drama for us tonight. Here's what I want to tell you. The serpent, the snake, the sin, the evil one, You may be sitting in these pews right now. And where you're at is what's on that board. You say, you know what, it's not real bad and it's not real terrible and, and I haven't done anything, I haven't done anything terrible. But that's not what God wants you to see tonight. God wants you to realize tonight, if you're here and, and, and that, that snake, that sin... That serpent has a, a, just a small grip on your life. Maybe it's anger. You know what? Maybe it's lust. Maybe 
they talk to you a whole lot nicer than he talks to you. Maybe she talks to you a whole lot nicer than, than your wife talks to you. I don't know. But what that is, 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 is that's the snake that has gripped you and he has sunk his teeth into you. And then you have to decide what you are going to do about it. Go ahead. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power. Come on. In the name Jesus. Come on, you declare it. There is power.
Amen. And let's go ahead and give God praise. Go ahead and put our picture back up there. Because no matter what, no matter if the teeth are sunk in, if it's wrapped around you, if it's consumed your head, and it's controlling your thoughts, there's good news. Daniel chapter 6 says this. It says, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall endure to the end. Verse 27 says, He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. See, it doesn't stop with, with just being bitten and, and, and having sin dig into you and, and start to, to wrap itself around you and, and, and start to control you. I would be doing you a great injustice if we just left it right there. Because what happens is whenever it bites and it holds on, it's the same thing as having chains, heavy, burden, restricting, placed on your life and on your spirit and on your soul. And here's the good news. He delivers and He rescues and He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? If He did it for Daniel, He'll do it for you. Amen? He did it for me as a senior in high school. He did it for me again a few years later. And He's done it for me many other times. Because He loves me more than anything else. And He loves you more than anything else. There's good news. Look at your neighbor and tell them, there's good news. Now I've got a little illustration here that I want us to, to grab onto tonight. This is a baseball bat. It's not a real baseball bat because my parole officer wouldn't let me have a real one. I'm just joking. It's a plastic baseball bat. Compliments of the Detroit Tigers. But here's what I know. If you don't mind, will you throw that, throw that, that, that picture back up for me? I didn't plan on going here, but I, I guess I'm going to go here. Tonight in this place, that may be you. Tonight in this place, that may be your child or your spouse or your best friend or your co-worker or your boss. And here's what I know about this picture. Here, here's, here's what I know. If something grabs on to me, I'm going to do everything I can to get rid of it, amen? I mean, let's just go physical for a second. If I'm walking through the woods and something like that grabs onto me, I'm not just going to sit there and let it eat me. But that's what we do, right? 
Well, we get mad and we, and we let it continue to, to eat and to eat and to eat. And if you're here tonight and you know it and you feel it, and maybe God has used this to reveal it to you, then here's what you have to do. Everything you can to get free of it. Hence the baseball bat, which is going to serve the purpose tonight as the Word of God and the Spirit of God and the power of God. The same power that, that delivered Daniel from the lions. And here's what I don't get about America and us and our churches. Because we know when we're bitten. Right? Most snake bites bring pain. Most sin starts with pain also. Amen? I can give you my list of, of mess-ups, and, 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 and most of it was because of a hurt. It's a terrible excuse. But here's where we're at tonight. If you're walking through the jungle or you're walking through the woods or whatever and something like that grabs a hold of you just like your life, you're going to do whatever you can do to get rid of it. You're going to find whatever you can find to beat that thing and get it off of you. Amen? So what if tonight, before we pray, we made a decision that we're going to take Whatever it is that the Holy Spirit gives us, now it's not always a plastic baseball bat, you know, it's, it's much more powerful things like, like the, the, the power of, of the name of Jesus and the power of the blood of Christ. But what if we just decided tonight that whenever we're bitten, man, we're not going to sit there and let that devour us. You don't have to sit there and let it eat you and swallow you and destroy you. Because I've got good news. As long as there is a God in heaven, you don't have to be destroyed unless you want to. You don't have to be consumed unless you want to. So will you fight? Or will you just let it swallow you? Number two, we talk about chains falling. We talk about people being set free. Let me just speak from my heart just for a moment. And I may in, in, embarrass my children and, and such is the life when your dad gets to be in the pulpit, I guess. If we go on vacation and something grabs a hold of my children... I'm going to do whatever I can do to get it to let go of them. Amen? And I, I, and I don't care whether or not they want me to get to let go or not. Allie Fleener, I love you dearly. But I don't care if you want to stay bitten. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get that off of you and to get that out of your life. Amen? See, this is where we need to be, church. 
Maybe this is what God wants to hear. Because if we're walking through the jungle and we see just a random person being swallowed by a snake, I would like to think that we're human enough to try to help that person. Yeah? I would like to think that, that there's still enough humanity in this world that if someone was to, to, to be being swallowed by a snake, people would run to help them. So where is that at now? Shame on us. Not, not, not you, not, not shame on me, shame on us. Because how many of us right now, we can identify somebody who is in that exact same spot right there. And what do we do? Well, give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves with it. Well, they got themselves into this mess. They can get themselves out of it. You know, let me say praise God for a grandmother who didn't think like that in my life. Who didn't say, Jeremy, man, you're making so many mistakes, but you're the one doing it, so get yourself out of it. A grandmother that, that stayed on her knees for me. And my parents. And my sister. Shame on us. Shame on us. To go through our workplaces and see people being devoured by the serpent. And we're not doing anything at all to help them. Shame on us when one of our family members in these pews, we know that they're being devoured by the serpent. We do nothing. And I'm not saying you have to bring them and drag them down the altar or drag them to church, though it would be a great place for them. You know what defeats Satan? Love. Amen. You know what, what, what poured out the, the, the blood of Christ? Love. Love for you. Love for me. And not the love that, that wants to always you know, shield us from, from everything in this world. Not, not, not that love. But the love that looked at you and me and said, you know what, they've done stuff that they cannot pay for. But I can. So you know what, let's all stand tonight. Believe this is where God wants us. Right here in this moment. First and foremost, are you bitten tonight? Are you here and, and whether you can just, you, you, you can feel that, that desire, maybe that old man start to, to rise up within you. You can feel that. Maybe that person who you swore, I would never become again. You could feel that person start to, start to come back and, and that attitude start to, start to, to, to rise up and, and, and start to, to kind of show its, its ugly face. If that's you when Tony sings, I'm going to ask that you come to this altar. And you come to this altar for one reason and one reason only. And that's to fight. 
That's to worship God. That that sin will release you. Number two, I'm going to fight for my kids. Not only my children, but my other children that are in this youth group downstairs. And Pastor Lindell's going to fight for his kids. I know that because he pours into them. And he shares his life with them. And you know what's going to happen when they do that? They're going to get mad at me sometimes. Some of them already have. I can't tell you how many times I've been blocked from Facebook and unfriended. And you know what? Their soul is more important than me being their friend on Facebook. Because here's what they, they always, they, I'm too cool for them not to add me back. They always come back. It's what they do. But tonight, God is calling you to fight for them. To fight for your boss who you know is eat up with it. Because you walk by him or her every single day. God's calling you to do something. If it's praying for them, if it's praying with I don't know what it is. I believe God's telling you right now. If it's your children, listen. In youth ministry, it breaks my heart to sit back and see kids do whatever they want to do and make whatever mistakes they want to make. You know what? They're going to make mistakes. Yeah, they can make mistakes after they leave, after they turn 18 and become an adult. Right now, I'm going to fight for them. And I'm going to protect them the best that I can. How about your neighbors? The ones that you really just can't stand. You say, man, they're evil. You know why they're evil? Because they're eat up with it. And they've seen Christians pass them time and time again and have not done anything at all to help them. So tonight, first and foremost, if you feel that, 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 that bite and you feel that, that old or, or that temptation and, and it, it, it's starting to, to grip you and starting to, to get into your mind and, and start to control your thoughts, when Tony sings... I'm going to ask you to come and then just worship. Just lift your hands and worship. And then second, you could come with them or in your seat. I'm going to ask you to make a decree in your heart. I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to God tonight. To fight for your children. To whenever they're, they're, they're bitten and you know that something's not right, don't wait for them to, to come to you. When you know something's not right, you attack it and you deal with it. Even if they're not children anymore. Because I guarantee you, if you show up at your adult child's house, you walk in their living room and there is a snake that has his teeth, his fangs in them, you're going to do something about it. 
Well, the snake is there, and it's not always a physical snake. If you show up at your workplace and the person in the cubicle next to you is being attacked by a snake, you're going to help. Make a commitment tonight. Make a commitment to walk the walk of Jesus Christ. He came and He conquered. He freed us. He took the chains. He threw them on the ground and He says, they're my kids and they're free. You've got that power.